what is up my name is kyle the one true kyle and we are back once again i am here with a former guest and good friend a musician all around great guy i'm here with rob rob how's it going welcome back to the show Oh, man, I was hoping you were going to give me some sort of a... Uh, like majestical, one... like you slayed the, the elves of uh, like, of uh, Blork, Blork, Blorkerfield, and you, you've, you've, you've swam with the mystical dragons of El- Eldregard as well. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. That's a, that's a, uh, that thing you do reference. It's me just saying hi. 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 Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, and Long if you time. haven't known, we are going to talk about a very, uh, very great movie, a, a movie that is close to my heart and close to your heart, apparently, that I just found out recently, which is, which is great, which is why we are doing this. So let's yeah. take you, let's take you back a little bit to, uh, I believe 96, right? And we have Tom yeah. Hanks. We go back to Tom Hanks circa like 94. He was doing, uh, Toy Story and I believe... That's it. And then after that, he does this movie, his directorial debut, uh, That Thing You Do. Now, did you see this movie in theaters when it initially came out? I did not. I saw it on uh, on VHS. And mm-hmm. I, I, I can't remember the first time. I've seen it so many fucking times. I can't remember the first go. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, before that, I mean, Forrest Gump was out before. Forrest Gump. Yes, yeah. that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in love with well. that movie. I, I was <laughs> traumatized by Philadelphia. Uh, you saw that at a young age. Wow. I did. I did. Yeah. And, uh, but on also big, you know, I, I didn't see much of Bosom Buddies. But, no, Tom Hanks was established. It was just, okay, he, he wrote and directed this film. Yeah, out of nowhere, right? Out of nowhere. And I've heard some funny stories over the last uh, week or two trying to get ready for this, mm-hmm. where, I mean, he had to kind of flex a little bit on everybody going like, dude, I'm fucking Tom Hanks. Like, Give me my chance at this. You know, yeah. Give me my chance at a film that I created. Yeah, and what a what a film to start off with, right? And what a great story. It's a pretty simple, basic story. Your basic kind of like... Uh, the rise and fall of a band, more or less. Uh, you've seen it before, uh, in most films about bands. So there's nothing unique about the actual plot, right? But the story itself is just so charming, and the the characters. It's more of like a character study in many ways, too. Absolutely. Ah, man. Um, but we'll get into that a lot. Uh, so generally, basically, so you've seen this uh, VHS as a kid. I remember seeing like trailers for this, but I never really seen it uh, in theaters. Uh, come like uh, like when I was living uh, in those old apartments near 10th Street, uh, I was uh, I, there was a friend next door that was a drummer, and he's just like playing the drums, and he was playing pretty much that thing you do, and he's like, "It's from a movie," and he's like, "What movie?" And he's like, you haven't seen it? We're going to watch this. And we watched it. And I, I fell in love. I was just like, this is amazing. This is yeah. great. This is everything about it was, oh. oh yeah. so and and, and it, it's such a different approach to it to where it's a feel-good movie from the beginning to end. There's no true villain. I mean, you could say Jimmy's a villain or Diane Dane. Sure. You could say uh, Sal, whatever the, the, the owner of Playtone. 
Uh, you could say he's a bad guy, but it's like they, they don't get enough time in the sun. They're just kind of jerks. There's mm -hmm. it's it's such a feel good, heartwarming flick. And it's it's kind of bizarre that that would be in the long haul that would turn out to have a cult following, you know, and be a, a cherished piece. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. And uh, anything that uh, Tom Hanks produces under Playtones Productions now, which is cool. I always mm -hmm. get a, I always get a smile every time I see that in random films these days. Um, he didn't oh, yeah. direct too many films though. After this, he he directed like uh, all those HBO specials from Earth to the Moon, and uh, yeah. what was the other one? Band of Brothers. He did those, I yeah. believe. Well, and, uh, and I saw more of Band of Brothers than. Shockingly, I saw more of that than mm -hmm. from the Earth to the Moon. Yeah, um, those were from both... the Earth to the Moon was first, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And both of those I felt were ah, oh, those are great. Those are beautiful, yeah. beautiful stories. Uh, well, that's the thing. I, I think he started the thing about that thing you do. The thing about that. The thing about that thing you do that it did uh, <laughs> is that it's it's a it's a period piece. Yes. You know, and th that's what always initially got me is like, I loved, I loved everything I heard from the 60s. And this is what, 1964 is when it takes place. Yes, exactly. You know, and, and they do a great job of covering all the bases for music at that time. Yeah, and the art direction is great in this film from everything yeah. from like the 60s set pieces to the cars to uh, his, uh, to Guy's dad's shop. Electronic yeah. shop, yeah. old timey <laughs> electronic shop. It was, it's perfect. Up to like, I was even looking at like things like uh, I was reading um, Lenny, right? Lenny's guitar was supposedly like a pretty basic guitar that you would find in a Sears at the time. Yeah. And th yeah. things like that. And I was like, that is uh, that's awesome on this art. Like the art directors to go that far. They didn't just put a guitar in his hand. They were like, here, take this specific guitar. That's not only like unique. It's not like a super rock star guitar. No, it's just like a, you're, you're from a small midtown, mid, uh, midtown um, in the, in the country. And uh, you, you shop at Sears and you, you got a guitar one day. Eerie PA, man. Guitar. Eerie PA. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. And they, they had that evolution of what they were playing with, you know, what the stage was like. Yes. Every, they, they go through it. I mean, I, I think they said there were four different recordings of that thing you do. Mm -hmm. And it's specifically for the talent show in the garage. Uh, let's call it that while they're on the state fair. Yes. And then when they're on TV. Absolutely. Oh, and, and when Uncle Bob, Isaac Hayes, no, not Isaac Hayes, that's stupid. Uh, what's his <laughs> name? Uh, something Isaac. Uncle Bob, the, the actor who plays him. He, uh, he also, Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Chris Isaac Hayes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. But they have um, all those different recordings of it, the different versions, right. and they all yeah. had to rehearse that, too. And, yes. Yes, they did. And uh, what's his name? Lenny. Uh, Steve Zahn, who I love Zahn. Steve Zahn. Yeah. He, uh, he plays guitar. So he was, uh, he knew what he was doing. He also played guitar in uh, Saving Silverman, if you've ever seen yeah. that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Wow. Yeah, he's playing some uh, Neil Diamond tunes. Some Neil Diamond in that movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jack, Jack Black, I, I, I know he's, he's either a. Uh, a hit or a miss for a lot of people. He's a hit for me. 
Yeah, worked, especially that era, the early early days. Yeah. It worked. It worked for sure. Yeah, and Steve um, Zahn, while Steve Zahn was considered a really good guitar player, apparently mm-hmm. they all agreed that Ethan Embry, if I'm getting his name right, but TB player, the bass player, was hands yes. down the best musician out of all of them. Yeah, Ethan Embry. Also in Empire Records, I loved him in that movie as well. Uh, have you seen? Did you see Empire Records? Uh, I have not. I have not. That's a good one. It's kind of like just working at a record store, kind of that like uh, angsty, like '90s kind of youthful like film. Yeah, for the most part, coming of age kind of story. Sure. Well, there was another film that I, when I think of Ethan Embry, I think of uh, what's it called? It had uh, Seth Green in it. It had. Uh, uh, hold on, I'm on my phone right now trying to get it. <laughs> Um, you're talking about can't Sweet Home Alabama. Wait. No, can't hardly wait. <laughs> I was able to figure it out before. Can't hardly wait. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah. And that's another one of those, like, as a kid, that yeah. was one of the movies I watched so many times. That's what I thought high school was going to be like. You know? <laughs> oh, boy, where was did the media get it wrong? So sad. Yeah. Unfortunate, unfortunate. Um, but yeah, what do you think of the cast overall? Since we're talking about the cast of the film, well, I thought it, I thought it was amazing because I mean, if you really break down the entire cast, uh-huh. um, Tom Hanks is the big. He's the big gun. Yeah, nobody, nobody knew about. I I still don't remember Guy Patterson's actual name. I don't Tom remember Everett Scott. Tom Everett Scott. Yeah, yeah. But Steve Zahn always have Ethan Embry because they both were in other films. Uh, Jimmy, I think Liv Tyler probably was well, the biggest Liv name Tyler. at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she kills it in that movie. Yeah, it's, I mean, think about it. Liv Tyler is known as a party animal, <laughs> and she plays little sweet innocent Faye. Yeah, and oh, she does just... such a good job. Uh, she, she kind of almost takes this film in many ways. I mean, the scene when she when she breaks up with Jimmy. Ooh, man, yeah. Her, that look of just being defeated and pissed off all at the same time and just, yeah. you stay away from me. She doesn't say it's over. She no. dives. She tears him apart. Yeah, she says, you stay away from me. And he <laughs> does not even look at her in the eye whatsoever. And you know, I, I was watching, uh, it's fortunate that we didn't do this last night because today <laughs> they had a, apparently like two months ago, they had a watch party. Yes, uh, I watched that. I watched uh, it today. You watched it today. Okay. I cool. watched it today. I woke up and I was like, well, I got to watch this. Kyle and I are doing this tonight. I got to take it all in. And um, Jimmy, John something is his real name. Uh, but the, the guy who played Jimmy, he was talking about the night before he watched the movie with his son. And his son was mad at him in that scene. And I'm like, how could you be such a dick to Faye? You know? <laughs> Why would you do this to Faye? Oh, man. Um, But yeah, great scene. Uh, One of my favorite scenes in this film, or yeah, in this film, and possibly, yeah, I'm going to say top 10 just moments in film is uh, Liv Tyler, Faye's reaction when they first hear the song on the radio. Oh, she's like yeah. putting putting letters in like and a mailbox she runs or something. Away and then comes yes. back and puts yeah. the mail in there. Yes. That moment, like anytime I'm ever sad, I go to that scene and I watch Liv Tyler just get elated by like this joy. 
Oh yeah, and she well, and she does that, and then she you know slams uh, the bass player into yeah. the, right outside the the army surplus store, you know, and he just yeah. keeps back in his suit for a second, and she comes around like, oh my god, you're on the radio, and slams him into the door, and then they have that running, and then I mean everything that follows that when oh when, yeah, just uh, the whole scene that just when Lenny it. when Lenny and Jimmy come pulling up and just leave their car parked right out on the street, right in the center, yeah, <laughs> just come running in, and I mean. Yeah, and that they're all I, I from the uh, from the watch party when they were talking about Tom Hanks going like you all need to hold hands and skip around, and it was like the fourth the fourth take of it that he goes like I know this sounds silly, but you all need to hold hands and skip in a circle. It just it's gonna look amazing, and apparently they all were thinking about calling SAG, uh, you know, to go like what the, this is the dumbest instructions I've ever fucking got. <laughs> And it just, it turns out it was perfect. <laughs> and it works, yeah, yeah. it works. And uh, especially, you know, Lenny holding the uh, cardboard cutout. Oh, know, that, that was great. It's great because, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Guy's sister's right next to him. Yeah. So they, they look at each other for a second. She, and she then has, he goes. nothing to do with him. He just goes straight for the, yeah, and then he goes straight for the uh, cardboard. <laughs> and that's another thing that happens so much in the in the movie, is when that car, the cardboard cutout is slowly falling as he's trying to act calm and then he catches it before it really falls it, it I, that that type of physical acting you yeah. know that prop acting yeah exactly it, it, that was so spot on the the fact that he caught it before it truly fell it was leaning it was about to go down and then he just grabs it and smushes his face into her oh yeah, yeah. man and yeah and steve zahn brings the like funny in this film like he uh like i would say this is like peak steve zahn right here just the random moments he has when they're getting oh, interviewed yeah. at the state at the state farm oh, yeah. and then he's just well, like oh no these fellas <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a pig in competition and I'm gonna win that blue uh, ribbon. It's 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 beautiful. It's great. It's 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 these small moments that come from him where he's just all like he 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 breaks up everything going on and he at the same time he doesn't really know what's happening. Like even in the uh when they're getting interviewed uh at the radio station, he's just like, Oh, I got a funny story this one time, and then he just starts laughing. Yeah, he, he says it's like there was just one time that we <laughs> Up way past midnight and he just starts laughing and tom hanks just gives him this look like you jackass come on man and but and you laugh because i'm just like i, I yeah. there's a there's a backstory there's an inside joke that's the the beauty behind the character development or there's yeah. shit that you never get to fully understand but you just know the character a little bit more about him and he feels more real yeah by yeah. the way lenny's best line in the entire <laughs> movie is when uh He's playing at Villa Pianos and it's afterwards and he does a like, like, do you know what this is? And he says presidential flashcards. And he goes like, yeah, the, the, the owner of it goes like, yeah, this is for you. The word's out on you, O'Neaters. And he's like, hey, that's on netters. On every netters. time, yeah. every time I die, just like that is such a meta joke. Like it's already yeah. that they're supposed it's, to be the wonders. Yeah. And he calls them on meters and he says on netters. Uh, it gets me every uh, fucking Man, it is. Uh... Yeah, it's good. It's good. Steve Zahn. This is this. Ever since I seen this movie, I was like, Steve Zahn, I will watch anything you are in. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, though, according to him, most of his little small jokes, he thought they were never going to be in the film. But Tom Hanks just went like, "You have yeah. to say this. You got to do this." They all praise Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. They. It's just from everything I've heard from them that Tom Hanks. This may have been his directorial deb debut. 
but he fucking crushed it. He crushed it. He was able to answer any small question about character development or like scenery. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Bob Vickcost, right? I don't know. Vic- Bob Vickus? Vickus? Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. They're like, how are you sleeping? Uh, the first yeah. show they played where they fucking completely fail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, ooh, who's that actor? I forget. He was even in that. Uh... Saw it earlier today, too. Damn, Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock, yep. Yeah, Vic Cross. Vic Cross. Yeah. Vic Cross. Vic Cross. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Damn it. I mean, but he, he even said that just like Tom Hanks told me to just riff and just goof around and improv. And he still just figured out exactly how to sell it. Yeah. That's great. That's 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 what you need to do, man. Is not not control, not control the dialogue, the situation. Let the let the actors do their thing, and and well, yeah. uh, it shows. Yeah. yeah, and not necessarily like uh, to where the story is going to be developed off of the improv, but it's like here here's the backline, or here's the 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 plot. You can goof around, but make sure you're goofing around within the structure of the story. Sure. Um. And so supposedly, let's... I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You go for it. Go uh, I was gonna. And supposedly, they they pretty much shot it beginning to end. For the most part, it wasn't you know doing a couple of scenes from the very end of the movie, uh, sure. in the early days of recording, uh, filming. Oh, so they uh, shot it linearly. That's yeah, yeah. Supposedly, for the most part, it was done that way. That makes sense because they never reuse any scenes, so it could work. Huh? Uh, that's super expensive if they did use reuse scenes. It's like we're gonna rent this place. And then we'll come back in like four months. Yeah, and, uh, and for a period piece like that, I mean, yeah, that's got, a lot what of is it? A, what is it called? Like wardrobe continuity or whatever it is. Yeah, okay. so that would be script. Uh, yeah, it'd be a script supervisor which handles like continuity issues and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and for uh, for a film like that, that's got that would be exhausting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's just like no, nope, you gotta go. No, it was like slightly yeah. here. No, there was it was more it was dirty. It was it was dirtier. There was rust. Yeah. It's, it's I can so, see a stain on that suit and whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 a lot of work. So I salute those people. What did you think of talking about kind of like the era? Uh what did you think of it being taking place in the 60s and like kind of like I guess like the whole like genre and the kind of like kind of uh, Beatles of it all, kind of the references to the Beatles and kind of that whole like Beatles era. Well, they're they're only yes. I, I think they're only four real artists that get referenced. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is made up except the Beatles. The Beatles clearly exist in that time frame, right? And then when a guy is uh, what is it, Clint Howard runs that jazz station that they're on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking about fucking uh, Tom Howard's brother. Uh, yeah, Ron Howard's brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh what's called in that scene, a uh, guy mentions Stan Getz, uh Bill Evans. Mm-hmm. So I actually I think it's just those two. There may have been one other artist who Stan Getz. Yeah, Stan Getz and Bill Evans. Uh, oddly enough, it, it's another thing that drew me in so much. My dad would play those play those records all the time. So Really? Yeah, so I mean, it gets mentioned in this movie, and those are the only three. Oh no, no, and then Miles Davis. Miles Davis is the other one. So those are the four mm-hmm. that get yeah. mentioned throughout the whole film. The only real artists that get mentioned, or real uh, artists of the time that get mentioned, are the Beatles, Stan Getz, Bill Evans, and Miles Davis. 
everybody else is make believe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Del Paxton is is basically Miles Davis, right? Kind of, pretty much, you know, more or less. But I mean, there are people who still. I've I've talked to friends who love the film and they're like, so is Del Paxton real or fake? And I'm like, he's fucking fake. It's a fake great as fuck. It's you a know? great jazz name. I mean, they they found the perfect name. Yeah. Oh, and oddly enough, uh, apparently, see, I've been nerding out over the last couple of weeks since you mentioned that you wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they really love the name Del Paxton because it's the only one that was. Uh, both names didn't start his first and last name didn't start with the same letter like fred frederick frederickson right diane dane and dane yeah you know, illusion alliterations yeah it was just yeah. constantly that so that was the one that kind of changed it i loved it yeah i thought it was real i thought it was real when i first watched this movie I was like, I'm listen to all of it yeah I mean, for sure um unfortunate though Un fortunate um so yeah there was a lot unfortunate of fortunate what <laughs> i don't know there could have been uh i want to hear this i want to hear this fake yeah. uh this fake jazz yeah i, I want to hear his his discography you know i want there to be more than just uh whatever the song's called they're like dan dan yeah, yeah. exactly um what's your favorite scene of the movie uh, that's almost impossible to answer, but the one that pops out is it's really just my favorite song in the uh, in the entire movie, and that's the uh, uh, "Dance with Me Tonight." Oh my god, dude, that's my favorite song as well. Yeah, that song is just incredible, so and also and also it fits really well because it's it, it fits really well as far as acting goes. First of all, I mean, they, it's amazing that the drummer. He he didn't play drums before it, and he's he's pulling it off. He's acting it out yeah. great. But Tom Hanks has the little like the dance with me, dance with me. Don't. Oh yeah, that moment where he, he kind of does arms. that like yeah, that hand and that hand jerk he does. Yeah, and it's just like he gets into it for the first time because the whole time he's just like I'm just stoic, like I'm not how, showing any emotion at all. Uh, how's the crowd responding? And then at that moment he's just like I can't fucking. Down, tell your mama that was <laughs> and he's just you could and that song that song oh, yeah. so fucking good. It's a good song. That's a great song. The funny thing about it though, I don't know if you noticed, like so you know every uh uh wonder song, right? So it's the yes. dance with me tonight. Mm-hmm. Um oh, obviously that thing you do. Yes. Uh, my little one. Right, my little one. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I think those are really. Oh, and uh, uh, I can't remember the other one. All four of those drum beats are doom, cat, cat, doom, cat, doom, doom, right. My little doom, cat, cat, doom, cat, doom, Come on, pretty doom, cat, cat, doom, cat, doom, doom, So they found. They literally taught him one drum beat and were like, master this. Just and do this look over like and know over how to again. Play the drums. It makes Every sense. song is that drum beat. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even think about that, actually. Uh, that was a few years ago. I noticed that. Term. I was like, oh, you clever bastards. Makes that's, sense. That, that works really well. And think about it. At that age, I mean, I was learning how to play some instruments, but. Sure. Every song was phenomenal and magical. I didn't know how they were doing it. 
I know, and right? They, they still are fucking amazing songs. I agree. Uh, what, what were you playing? Were you pl- so you were playing uh, when this movie when you first saw this movie? What were you playing at the time? Guitar, a piano, and singing. Piano, piano, and singing. Interesting. Oh yeah, I, I was a better singer before I uh, hit puberty. Right. <laughs> so that Makes time sense. frame, a lot of us were like, right. Yeah, yeah, that was a much better time. It's like oh, I can hit that note. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh just an octave higher can you go octave higher that's tough <laughs> Ooh. um all right so you're singing a lot were you would did you have this soundtrack did you buy this soundtrack or or listen to it or just rip it off of like a, a cassette I, at the time i just watched the movie a million fucking you times just watched the movie a lot it, it, uh yeah it was that same uh when we were talking about can't hardly wait it's like so this is what being in a band means you know i I, i'm not trying to say that that inspired me to play music i was already into it but yeah that definitely continued the path towards i want to play music and and it also uh romanticized my image of being in a band and like oh eventually you know mr white comes along or, or actually not uh what is it phil horace Phil. Phil comes first before Mr. White. <laughs> yeah, Phil Horace comes up in his fucking camper. With this camper, he's serv- <laughs> serving you some stew. And again, more classic Lenny. <laughs> a guy in a really nice camper. <laughs> I'm signing, you're signing, we're all signing. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I imagined that. This is, this is how it's going to go. And I had those moments to Little guys who are running a small operation are like, yeah, we want to, we want to get you on this uh, label. And you know, I learned very quickly that it's like this, this isn't doing anything. Yeah. It's there's there's no way any person who talked to me they weren't going to get me on the radio in ten days. Yeah, that's and Phil Horace got them on the fucking radio in ten days. That's 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 interesting. That's interesting. Only only movie magic could do that. Well, not necessarily. Also, talent. Talent, too. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, but now we have the I'm not trying to say I had talent throughout this whole process. Just uh, I was going off of movie magic. Movie <laughs> magic. <laughs> it's a period piece, all right? That shit happened more in this, the in 64. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. That's easy. Like, what is it, like five bands back then? There's not too much, right? Radio just was radio is like yeah. 20 years old, right? Not too much happening, right? You have like old like radio shows where people are just talking. You got some music coming in, but you didn't have like um, stars, rock stars, or anything yet. This yeah, wasn't for the a thing outside yeah. of like Elvis. Elvis was the first. I, guess, I was gonna maybe? say it's Elvis, the Beatles, uh, the Supremes, the Temptations. Uh, uh, and Diane Dane represents a lot of different, um, a lot of different solo artists, but yeah, she she was. It's like they get lost in the the mix. I mean, it's one of the coolest things about the movie is that they're a one hit wonder band, and they're called the Wonders. And most of the artists are one hit wonder people. Like who who would you compare Freddie Fredrickson to? <laughs> Yeah, uh, there are right. a lot of there are a lot of different artists who just kind of played that role for a short period of time. Exactly. Yeah, and that song, uh, I mean, Mister Downtown is uh, is pretty that's... fucking cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, the straight up. With the badge and the knife. What's his name? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, they wrote some tunes, man. Sure. That's why I get pissed off that they were a one-hit wonder. And I was like, dance with me tonight, my little one. And fucking, what was the one that Jimmy wanted as a B-side? Right. Uh, um, I can't uh, remember it off the top of my head. Oh, which is also a good, like, Lenny jab as well. Uh, yeah. Oh man, what does he say? I love it too. It's like uh, uh, alone in my principles. There oh, I am, yeah, alone yeah, no, in my principles. Yeah, there he goes to write his big hit song, <laughs> "Alone in My Principles." No, no, but there's the other one. Ah, fuck. There one? Wait, there's yeah. another one. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it's where he keeps talking on her. He's, All my only dreams. There we go. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. But no, that, that's also without a doubt that's one of the top ten classic Lenny lines in the film. <laughs> Hey, there you go. Write his big hit song, Alone in My Principles. I love that. I actually used to say that line to like people uh, back thing. back in the day when they were like upset or super yeah, they've like, had enough, butthurt. Enough, enough of the conversation. Fuck you. You're not going to listen to me fine. And they go walking away. And yeah, I was like, there he goes. Alone in <laughs> his principles. Yep. Yep. Oh, I did that to a lot of people. Oh, I love it. Good stuff. Lenny, bringing the heat in the 90s. I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, in the 60s. Uh, yeah, 60s. Did I just say 90s? Yeah. Uh, we just got to realize he was doing that in the 90s. Sure. Yeah, we got to see it in the yeah. 90s. <laughs> um, what did... Okay, so we talked about your favorite scene in the movie. Um, what did you say yours was? My favorite scene, outside of, I guess, the uh, scene with uh, Faye, that's probably my favorite scene. The breakup one that we were talking about? No, no, no. The one where she hears it on the radio. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But uh, outside of that. Well, fuck. Now I realize that was your favorite scene. uh, I want to say that I love the part. Pretty much it's like peak uh peak wonders right it's it's the one where they're getting introduced by uh what's his name the uh, i already forgot his name uh freddie frederickson yeah freddie frederickson they're getting introduced by freddie frederickson and he's just like here they are you know who they are coming in hitting the charts and they all put on like the shades Mm -hmm. and every and then you see the crowd everyone else puts on the shades and he introduces them. I think that, like, that is like peak, peak wonders right there, where you see them at their top, top of their game. Um, everything's hitting. They're yeah. looking great. And then right after that, they had the the Beatles, uh, the Beatles mania type of scene where there's the tons of chicks out there. Right after they find out that they're number seven in the country, yeah. they're going to California. Going to California, going on television. And they go out there. Because I think you're kind of, because, yeah, after after that show, they come out and then they have the, we want shades. We want shades. Yeah. And he puts them on and then all the chicks throw them on and freak out. And then uh, another fucking, it's uh, one of those, you know, precursors in the movie where, let's call it, when Faye gets held behind by the officer Mm -hmm. after they run through that. And you can see for a second, Jimmy looks right at her mm, and he's he looks, like, eh. looks right at her and i was like oh <laughs> it's a shame you're being stopped by the cops you know and then guy comes in and it's a you know it's foretelling it's very foretelling little guy the whole movie kind of has that vibe you, know, you get little hints oh yeah 
about what's coming up later on. Sure, definitely, definitely. Um, let's see. Uh, what did you, so your favorite song was uh, "Dance with Me Tonight"? That's my favorite song as well. Gotta be. Ah, so good. What was your favorite fake band outside of the Wonders? Um, Diane Dane. No, I think I gotta go with the the Chanterlines. The Chanterlines, yeah, the Chanterlines. I've always loved, uh, uh, you know, the the Supremes, and yeah, Diana Ross. It's just those. they they kill it and i think the song is just fantastic that's the thing is you hear the most from the mm-hmm. wonders all the other imaginary artists in that time frame are you hear one song by them yeah exactly Freddie Fredrickson has the one Diane Dane has the uh my world goes on or yeah. your world goes on but for your me my world's on. over yeah. yes and then you know the Chanterlines have the other one out of those three songs I got to go with that. And even uh, wasn't De- Del Paxson. Well, I got to go to Chandrolines. Mm. Yeah, Chandrolines were great. I got Diana Ross vibes, Supreme vibes. Come on, you also got the uh, Ethan Embry dance, the bass player dance. Right? Oh, where he's like, when you hold my hand, hand, you hold my heart. Da, da. <laughs> uh. Yeah. You know, that little dance he does. It's so perfect. <laughs> I know yeah. I just did it on an audio platform, but I did it too. I did it too. Come on, it's okay. just it's all anybody. Good. Anybody who's seen it, they know exactly <laughs> what I'm fucking talking about. Oh yeah, um, and that song's really good. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. The Chandelines as well. Um, although that Del Paxton at the end was pretty good. Yeah, I got to take it all back. Uh, Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Yeah, I got it. Come got, on. I failed that. Yeah. That's the best one. <laughs> so that. Oh, I want to see that film. Did you ever watch those like old-timey uh, films uh, back in the day? Um, those sure. beach films. Those are oh, those- no, no. I, I mean, I've seen Gidget. Like, Gidget Goes Hawaiian. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. Um, they're, they're interesting. They're, they're that still fits into that same. That's sixties beach film, the same. same. But I mean, I I just saw earlier today what that whole scene was based off of. I can't remember the name of the movie because it was the first time I read it, so it didn't stick. It's based off of I can't even think of it. But they they mentioned the names and the the two actors. They're, they're actually. They they did films like those are the films I'm thinking of. They're like old beach films with these two. Characters. Oh yeah, well, and you <laughs> could see it with uh, what is it, goofball or whatever. And goes, sure thing, you need a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. You could you could tell it's like all right, he's he's based off of somebody. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about Jonathan Skate Skate. Is that how you pronounce his name? Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think of the Jimmy character throughout the film? Have you ever watched the uh, the extended version, the one where there's like 39 extra minutes? Yes, we'll talk about that as well too. Uh, yes, I have seen that. No, Jimmy is much like much more evil in yes. the extended version. Holy yes, shit, sir. his character is creepy evil. You know, 
Yeah. In, in the theatrical, Jimmy's, he's very passionate. You know, it. I can almost identify with him. It's, it's the no nonsense. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm focusing on my art. Uh, he's a dick, but he's an artist. And in the long haul, he ends up having what three platinum albums with the uh, the Herdsman. Herdsman, yeah, yeah. he, he well, made he, it. He did some te- stuff. Technically, he he made all the right decisions. He he quit ahead of it and then came back and rejoined and rejoined the the Playtone Galaxy. You yeah. Know, so so I his character is crucial. He's he's the, the like I was saying earlier. There's there's bad guys in the movie, but if Jimmy's about as bad as it gets, it's not that bad. Have you dealt with a Jimmy in a band before? Uh, Jimmy, if you're listening to this, that's the name of our bass player. That's funny. <laughs> Light, lighten up, lighten up, asshole. All right, just... <laughs> oh, come on, stop taking everything. Not everything has to be art. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Have a heart. Be a human. Faye loves that's... you. <laughs> That's one of my favorite, like, uh, uh, moments. There are some moments in the extended version that, that do put a smile on my face. Like the scene when they're in Villa Pianos and it riots and they just start playing like yeah. a song to go with it. They're like, and that's pretty much this guy playing like a wind up. I was like, no, that yeah, that that scene's great, and Faye's all excited, and Jimmy's all fucking upset. And he's like, "Come on, let's get, let's go, damn it! They ruined the show." Um, now it does have its moments, like I said, but ultimately, I am not a big fan of the extended cut. But you, you, you are a big fan of the extended cut, right? Well, it's because you know, after about, I don't, know, we'll say, holy shit! Actually, yeah, almost. 18 years i finally got to see the extended cut and i had watched the movie so many times that it was just it was kind of nice seeing uh the characters uh develop a little bit further but you are right it does ruin some uh some images from before like guy guy patterson is way more dorky yeah you know he's he's not cool And, and i know that's that's not actually, it doesn't mean everything, but he was the straight man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's, yes, he had to hold it down for that character. If you watch the extended version, uh, anyone out there, Guy Patterson is dorky as fuck. <laughs> this and, is true. And I mean, Howie Long had a good cameo. <laughs> Howie Long. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about that. I, it was confirmed through watching the, uh, the uh what is it the the watch party with those guys that um yeah tom hanks's character mr white was gay (laughs) and his boyfriend apparently was howie long howie long interesting yeah uh there was a lot of like weird moments that uh like you go back like when i first watched it only like within the last decade of re-watching this film i noticed like freaking uh, Brian Cranston plays Gus Grissom. Yeah, yeah, Gus like, Grissom. Oh shit, that's Brian Cranston. Yeah, it, <laughs> oh yeah, fuck it. Of course, uh, him. I mean, Charlie Theron. Charlie Theron. Yeah, she's she, in it, and her she character. Was super young. Her character was 
a lot more involved oh in, the, in the extended version. God, that's the scenes where I'm just like, I'm glad they cut yeah. this. Yeah. We did not need to know more about yeah, her they, and the dentist playing golf. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to see their little, like, we're about to fuck scene where he puts down the fucking blinds. Right. Like, yeah, this, this is overkill. You know, but some of the other scenes uh, I still enjoyed quite a bit. Um, I like the, the, go ahead. I was going to say, I like the ending scenes of the extended cuts. Yes. That kind of yeah. fleshed out the story to how Guy stayed in L.A. pretty much. Well, and I mean, think about it. We're on a podcast right now talking about this movie. Right. And he ends off in the long haul. He's going to stay in. <laughs> yeah, basically doing a podcast. Like, you need to get me records of you talking to Del Paxton. Clint exactly. Howard saying that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just recorded this and played him on the... And he's like, give me these. You got it. You got a job. Yeah, yeah you got a job. You ever done radio? Only with you. That's fine. You get this shit. You get <laughs> <laughs> but it does uh, make you wonder, I mean, based off of that extended scene... What the fuck would the Wonders be doing on that station, on that dude's show? Right? It's so niche, right? Yeah, it's... They, got a, they got a number seven record in the fucking country. Why would this random local jazz station fucking land the top seven boy boy band? Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, boy band. Fucking. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um yeah it's kind of random right it's like super obscure super niche jazz <laughs> like here play this pop song yeah <laughs> okay all right that was great this is uh this is carol king's uh <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> what are we doing what's uh, happening <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is great um so um what Let's see. So we end the film with, of course, the band breaking up. Which, what did you think of, like, the breakup, right? We got that scene with uh, between Faye, between Jemmy, right? Just leave me alone. She yep. bails. Um, they're still in the hotel, which is weird. I, this is the weirdest part about the movie, but I forgive it, is that they're all doing this in, like, a week. And, and they're just in a hotel while doing this. Where. Yeah. This is something that would probably happen over the course of like probably a couple months. I feel. Well, yeah, maybe I, it does. I don't know. It's hard. It's 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 timing and the pacing is definitely different. I, so it could have been. I, I feel, and I I think uh, the bass player and real Ethan Embry talked about it to where he he feels like it all took place in about two months. The story of the entire film. Yeah, like, it felt so about, so like here, 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 and we're done. Yeah, everything was just rapid fire. They're going through some of the the craziest moments of their life, you know, and it's just all happening within such a brief period. That's uh, where were we at? You got to remind uh, me. I got I got a little lost there. We were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Uh, we were kind of talking about the ending, right? So we had a, uh, we had. Oh yes. Yeah. So uh, they broke up, um, and then we got sidetracked on the whole uh, like time frame of it all, which is weird. Yeah. But then we get to they're still they're still in the hotel. They're they're finally cutting a new record, and he we get we get Tom Hanks going like, "Yo, man, we need this in Espanol. We need some uh, we need some pop songs. We need yeah. you to do I some want some peppy. I want some snappy." 
snappy. I love that. Like none of, that, none of this like lovers that. lament shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and dude, and that last stare down right after he says it, and he just goes like, "But you didn't look into about all that shit." And when he does this little Tom Hanks staring at uh, Jimmy or mm-hmm. Mr. White staring at Jimmy, and he kind of tilts his head like, "What do you got? What What are you about to say?" And you know, he does his weird song, <laughs> quitting. Is that a quit song? And that's another reason why they didn't need to do the extended version because Jimmy would have looked even creepier because his little laughs in between that when he goes like, I quit. Nah, I quit. <laughs> he has that just villainous. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> it would have been so much creepier if they would have <laughs> if they would have added some of the other scenes. Right. <laughs> Uh, he was a little creepy. Um, Jonathan Skeech, Skeech. Um, I, I didn't know him in anything outside of the fact that he was married to Christina Applegate and this film. That's it. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't think of anything else. And it's funny, even earlier when I was watching that, uh, that watch party thing, mm-hmm. every, <laughs> looking at him, he looks like, he looks familiar. What other things has he been in? And I was like, oh, no, he just kind of looks like Joaquin Phoenix. He just kind of looks like Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> just now. Now, from now. a couple months ago doing that. Now. Yeah, I'm okay. looking at a new picture. Yeah, his eyes are sunken in a little bit. His yeah. hair is slicked back. He has uh, certain facial features that give him a very Joaquin Phoenix look. I get it. So I, ha- I have no idea what other film he's been in. I can't think I- of any. He's been in the latest, like the whole like CWDC shows is Jonah Hex. So he's been working. Um, yeah, he's like doing small bit parts in that TV, it looks like. But um, yeah, he he kind of was like this person that was like, who is this person? And he came and went. Everyone else I've kind of uh, hung around. Ethan Embry was kind of like hung around in the 90s, at least. Tom Everett Scott, he's still around. He's on that one TV bitch, show. With yeah. The, uh... The one chick, I can't remember her name. The TV show with the guy and the thing, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and also that other thing. Don't forget that other thing. Don't forget the other thing. Yeah. Uh, but, 13, series, 13 Reasons Why? That one? I think so. Yeah, well, it's, the, it's the chick who plays the main role, right? Uh, sure. Okay, sure. N- never mind. Yeah, I know he, <laughs> he, was in, uh, he was in Werewolf in Paris. Ah, Werewolf in Paris. Paris, something nice. like that. It was, <laughs> it was shortly after that. Nice. After, uh, okay. Okay. And we 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 get this. Uh, we get the love story kind of uh, closing off, right? We get we get Liv Tyler and uh, or Faye and uh, Guy finally getting together. Hinted throughout the film, kind of, kind of. Inevitable. Expected. Inevitable. Uh, what do you think of that love story? That kind of like, will they, won't they? It was kind of, uh, eh, more or less I expected. You knew the outcome, I felt. that I would I would completely agree with that. It, that's why I choose the t- chose the term inevitable. Inevitable, yeah. You, you yeah. can just tell. But I, I, the thing about the movie is for people who love their movies with a lot of teeth, you know, yeah. and really challenging and just this isn't your film. See, that's what I'm trying to figure out, though, about this film. Like, I love this film, but there's nothing 
technically engaging about this film. There's no the cinematography isn't like great. There's nothing spectacular about the the acting's great. The, the the acting the chemistry works, but the acting isn't like outstanding. You know, it's not no. like wow, they really tapped into something I've never seen before on film before. Um, so yeah. like like everything is pretty much by the books. So like I'm trying to think, what is it about this film that just puts the greatest smile on my face? Well, that's the just, thing is, if it's really by the books, there is an obvious bad guy. There is no truly. I mean, again, you could say Jimmy, you could say Diane Dane, uh, you could kind of argue Mister White. You could, but, yeah. I guess the the system. I guess but that's maybe. the thing. There's no obvious bad guy, and that's yeah. where it it does. It is by the books, but at the same time, just through that, through that not being part of the equation it's not by the books you're supposed to always i mean True. every disney film every fucking film i can think of there's an obvious bad guy there's the protagonist antagonist you know yeah and in this one it does have that element but just not as much as you'd expect it's a feel-good movie and it doesn't seem corny well it does seem corny. sometimes a little bit it has its moments it's not pretentious it's think, not pretentious. Is that what yeah, it is? I think it's that's not, what it is. It's just not up its ass about it. Yeah, it's just honest as possible. It doesn't try to get too deep or too over the top with this or that. We have, like we we're saying, the extended version, they cut out the scenes they had to cut out. Yeah. To just not be up their own ass. Tom Hanks fucking showed tact. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's good. It's good. It's easy. It's hard to kill your babies. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what would you? I I would still say I I always recommend the theatrical version. What benefits if someone hasn't seen the movie? You haven't seen that thing you do. Uh, what benefits could they gain from the extended version? Nothing. Nothing at all. I I completely agree with you. <laughs> Watch the theatrical. Watch that the is, theatrical. Yeah, okay. if you're in love with it and you want to see more of the characters, go ahead and watch the extended. But fall in love with the theatr- the theatrical first. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm agreeing with you. Agreeing with me too. Yeah. Well, I agree yeah. with you. Agreeing with me. Agreeing with you. So that's perfect. Right. Awesome. Full circle. We are on board. Um. Let's wrap things up. Before we wrap things up, let's talk a little bit about Adam. the songs. Yeah, this movie couldn't be anything without Adam Schlesinger, who created the music for this film. And uh, as uh, some of you may or may not have known, uh, he did get contracted COVID and passed away two you months know ago. You know what's crazy about that is hmm. I I was at work and I was driving and I'm just listening to 1070 AM or it's just pretty much news constantly coming through. Right. And they talked about the lead singer of uh Founds of Wayne. Founds of Wayne, yeah. Yeah, being sick. Wow, that's he'll bounce back. That, how how old I, I I still don't even remember exactly how old he was, but I just I believe it's fifty two. Yeah, yeah, right in there to where it just it didn't seem like he was old enough no to actually pass from this and i had heard that he had pre-existing conditions but 
so the last thing I'd heard is he, he he had a rough time the day before, but today he's doing a lot better. And I went over to the the band spot, mm-hmm. and uh, Robbie, the other guitar player, he comes walking up and he just I was like, so you heard about Adam Schlesinger? Uh, yeah, no, I hear he's doing fine. And he just looks, well, if by dead you think he's doing fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, shit. I had no idea. Fuck, he's dead? And, you know, went looking into it, and sure enough, he's he's dead. And it was uh, weird. He, he wasn't yeah. necessarily the most influential person on me. but No, not at all. But he did write the the main song for That Thing You Do. Yes. And how much have you listened to Fountains of Wayne before, uh, what was their big hit song? Stacy's Mom. Stacy's Mom, yeah. How much did you listen to them before that? Not too much. Uh, no, none. None at all, actually. I went back and listened to old stuff after yeah. I heard Stacy's Mom, but no, no, I did not. Yeah, because they had the uh, the self-title where it has a uh, Leave the Biker uh, mm-hmm. radiation vibe. Mm-hmm. And those are those are big hit songs. It's a uh, uh, a friend of mine who I won't name, but if he is listening, ah, fuck you, I'm not naming you. He uh, informed <laughs> me, he informed me that they were already a big band before Fountains of Wayne, before uh, before Stacy's Mom, mm-hmm. and they won from Stacy's Mom. They won on MTV, uh, the MTV video VMAs or something VMAs, like that, yeah. or the Music Awards, one of those two. Or it may be the same one. It's been so long. Uh, but they won Best New Artist. Best and, New Artist. Yeah, for Stacy's Mom. And it's like they already had a pretty fucking big album before. Right. Well, yeah, so, hmm. And uh, apparently, uh, all right, that wasn't that good a story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, uh, I, I mean, that happens a lot, though, especially yeah, I mean, like mainstream media. Like, that's why I'm like, if it's a VMAs, it makes sense because that was probably their first music video or big music video um so maybe in that context but if it's just the music awards and it's just best new artists i don't get that i don't get that at all and uh i've seen that a lot you see it a lot with comedians too where you're just like look at this guy he's like brand new and you're just like no he's been around for a while you just heard that you just saw that netflix special bitch yeah exactly (laughs) but I mean, radiation vibe was a pretty big song. So mm-hmm. I mean they they were they were fairly big before uh Stacy's mom. But anyway, like to to bring back Adam Schlesinger and his relationship with that thing you do. Uh have you heard of how the song got selected and all that? Just how it was basically like three hundred different uh uh What's the word I'm looking for? There were 300 different people who put it for, put the their song into the competition. Yeah, yeah. Tell the story though. Oh no, it's not much of a story. I'll I'll just you know pass along the information. Uh, but basically, uh, the day that they got the tape, the the O'Neaters, the, the O'Neaters. actual actors selected were. That's O'Neaters. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they 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 were learning the song by the end of the day. It was right. the second they heard that tune, it was just boom. Oh the, yeah, the stars I, aligning. I do remember them kind of mentioning yeah. this on the on the live stream. Um, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. Um, has anything like that just struck you where you're just like, this is it, this is it? Whether it's like a book or anything, any type of media where you're just like, this is my life now. I don't know. I've never had that before. Maybe I'm just dead inside. I think I'm just dead inside. Am I dead inside? No, you're just you're just not proud of the times that something struck you that hard. I guess. In the long haul, it, like for me, I. I adore Tool, and Tool, I went yeah. through this phase where I was obsessed with it. And now, sure. looking back, I still love the songs and I appreciate the artist. But my obsession with it—I think I could have—I could have taken a couple of times off the. I, I could have focused on other mm-hmm. bits of art or some other, some other medium, yeah. you know, instead of listening to Lateralis three thousand times. 400 you know, more times yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I could have taken a step away and taken in some other art form yeah or artist. i'm trying to think did i have um i i don't know if i struggle with that upset i guess i had that obsession with thrice for a little bit in high school okay um but i don't obsess too much i like consume a lot i guess i obsessed in the short term and then move yeah. on almost i feel Oh, I um, admire you, man. Because I'll, I mean, look, we're talking just, about we're talking yeah. about that thing you do. True, true. I guess and, that's uh, not true. I have this. I listen to this yeah, all the time. Yeah, I watch. I watch the movie plenty. I now, in general, these days, I watch it to fall asleep. I can. Yeah. When you ask, there we go. Actually, this is something I wanted to say right before we started recording. <laughs> Why did you ask me this? Why did you ask what I mean, I guess it's probably Adam Schlesinger, but why did I ask you to do this? Yeah, because uh, when you're like, what is your the question you asked me was what are your feelings towards the movie that thing you do? Yes. Uh I believe it was our friend uh that brought it up. He was just like, He loves that movie. It was like, Oh, I love that movie too. I'm gonna ask him to do a podcast. Okay. Um, so it was, it was known, it was known in the ether. I didn't just like pull it okay. out. Just like, you know what? I'm going to see if, uh, Rob loves this movie. No. Well, that was the strange thing <laughs> behind The strange thing behind it was when you asked me that, <laughs> I, I instantly thought I could watch the movie with my eyes closed and nothing on around me, you know, and, and <laughs> you responded right away. Cool. Do you want to do a podcast about it? <laughs> i'm glad yeah dude yeah this movie yeah i could this is like a sleep movie i could definitely put this on fall asleep too for yeah. sure i'll dream the rest of it dream the rest of it for sure <laughs> oh boy do i love this movie and i watch it at least once or twice a year for yeah. sure if not more no probably just once or twice a year i mean it Regardless, it's enough of a, a cult classic that you might get some more listens, even for this podcast. Yeah, I hope right. we'll see. Come as on, long, people. as long as we knew, as long as we know our shit and we're getting this information correct. Exactly, we we know our stuff. I think I think we're on it. Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, also, don't forget, Adam Schlesinger did Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack That's as right. well. That's right. yeah. I watched that movie one time. I don't remember disliking it. But I don't remember anything else about it. Uh, I watched it a couple times. I remember it being so ridiculously silly. And I think this is, I watched this movie going like, I think I understand what a guilty pleasure is now. Cause I was like, this movie's stupid, but I didn't stop watching it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I actually do have a funny moment in this movie about Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, I recorded it because I had like one of those hacked like uh, uh, satellite dishes back in the 90s when it was easy to kind of hack them. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. I, and like most people, I, we had like a VCR. So I was like, I'm going to record Josie and the Pussycats, fall asleep and watch it tomorrow. And I, I do that, and like near the end, the channel changes to porn. And I was like, oh, I guess my my dad watched porn while I was recording. It was, it was hilarious. I was like, well, this is awkward. I don't know how this movie ends, and I don't think I know how that movie ends to this know, day. Maybe that was maybe that was the first <laughs> time you uh, you drank you drank a lot of alcohol, and that's why you don't remember. You're like, all right, I'm changing it to porn now. Yeah, <laughs> I was like. 12 wouldn't the movie come out like i'm pretty sure we're like 12 13 yeah it's got to be somewhere in the same time i wasn't that big of an alcoholic at that age (laughs) (laughs) that was was more your cocaine days right yeah exactly come on (laughs) come on people come on get it right get it together get it together um kyle's og Any final thoughts you have on this movie and how amazing it is? I hope not. <laughs> okay. I, ho- I hope there are no you say, final thoughts. You just want to talk about it forever. That's a yeah. great... That, I, 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 I like that answer. I do. I do. Yeah. I do enjoy that answer. Um, I, I hope that I enjoy watching it a million times and pick up some random things. Uh, when, when they were doing that... Uh, that watch party you know when we were talking about the the tom hanks during uh dance with me tonight and he does yeah. the bow uh guy patterson whatever the actor's name thomas everett scott tom everett scott yeah close and well thomas i'm just being a little more formal of you sure yeah <laughs> but but he he brought up that there's this this chick uh standing uh i guess it would be stage left She's in a yellow dress, and the dance she's doing at that very moment, that very moment when Tom Hanks fucking. I remember him talking was, about it. Yeah, he talks about it. it. And I, I saw oh, it today, I and, and I'm pretty confident the next 10 times I watch this movie, uh, probably over the course of the next two months, <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to notice that, that lady in the yellow dress. That is uh, funny. Oh. It's, it's something new. It's something, something new, new now. Yeah. I, I something. love movies that are like that, you know. Uh, you, remember, <laughs> you remember when we talked in the last podcast about, sure. uh, uh, oh, come on, uh, Little Shop of Horrors? Yes. And I, you were like, so what? It's one of your favorite movies, top five, top three? And I said, mm, top 15. There are movies mm-hmm. that go above it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, it, thing, that thing you do. This is, this is it. It definitely beats Little Shop of Horrors. I love rank it top fifteen. <laughs> top... <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever gonna be willing to go beyond that. I think uh, yeah. Anytime, <laughs> like, this isn't gonna work after like t- ten years. I'll be like everything's in. You have like five hundred movies in your top fifteen. <laughs> you're like so. My, my that. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit, <laughs> uh, but let's wrap this bitch up, Rob. 
it's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, I always enjoy talking to you. It's funny that I'm talking to you. Uh, I have to talk to you in a podcast, even though I actually come to your place and visit you. And I you- know. I feel so <laughs> bad. It crossed my mind. <laughs> Kyle and I talked for fucking 63 minutes. And he's here. And I walked in, waved, went back <laughs> to my room, slept, came around, waved, went and took a shower. Came back down, waved, and left. Yep. <laughs> and now we're here talking, and, and we talking we couldn't shut the fuck way. up the entire time. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I hope we can do this more in person, and hopefully more like this as well in the future. I, I, I like our platform. This is a good medium for. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is our this is our friendship. Now we will never yeah. meet in person. We will only be digital friends. Come on, man. I, I, you give me the next topic. I, I'm right. in. All right. I will definitely do that, uh, folks. Um, Rob, where can they find you? What do you want to plug? Uh, check out Default American. Do it. That is that is my band. We're on, uh, you know, Facebook, Spotify, mm-hmm. Bandcamp. I am on Facebook, but leave me alone there. But you can <laughs> follow me on Instagram as Rob underscore from underscore earlier and uh kyle i hope i uh, carried on the legacy of the one true kyle you have good sir and we'll put uh the default american spotify in the show notes uh <laughs> but uh thanks for joining us this no problem. week use, use my last name uh use your last name yes uh you use your last name tell them tell tell the folks your last name Kyle, what's my last name? Mc Mc McRibs. Perfect. Is that Follow. it? It's, it's, yeah. it's Rob Rob McRibs, right? You're the McRib Rob, King. You, Rob you... McRibs from yeah. uh, Default American. <laughs> uh, follow Rob McGregor. Uh, default American, folks. Uh, follow good him man. on Spotify. Thanks, All the things. Yeah, anytime, good sir. Um, you can follow me at uh the one true kyle on twitch and twitter you can follow me at uh, kyle v on instagram and uh other places but you you figure that out you figured it out but that'll do it for us this week folks uh my name is kyle the one true kyle have a good week and go watch the that thing you do if you haven't like seriously go go right now get out of here <laughs>